The West Live. The West Live with Ben O'Shea. The West Live. Making news. And joining me in the studio is Sunrise correspondent Matt Tinney. And Maddie, today we're going to count down the 23 biggest stories of 23. We've been doing it all week, and today we've got numbers 10 to 6. 2023 saw a number of famous faces leave us. Uh, as always, there are deaths. It's a part of life. Um, but this year, we lost a few great ones. And probably none loom larger than the death of Matthew Perry. Okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Will you watch my phone? Why don't you just take it with you? Hey, we haven't been on a second date. She needs to hear me pee. <laughs> Why don't you just call her? I can't call her. I left the message. I have some pride. Do you? No. The friend star who died drowned in his spa in the backyard of his home after Ooh. playing pickleball earlier that day. Uh, remember Matt Perry's death? Like, we were talking about pickleball. Did pickleball kill yeah. him? Was it drugs because he battled addiction for yeah. a large part of his life? Uh, that was a sad one. We also lost Tina Turner. What's Uh, Dame Edna. Hello, possums. Barry Humphreys, of course. Yeah, big um, one. Uh, in the sporting world, Ron Barassi was huge. Mm. Uh, that his, his loss, they talked about renaming the, the AFL Premiership Cup, the yep. Barassi Cup. Um, we lost singers. We lost Tony Bennett, Sinead O'Connor. Um, we lost Jerry Springer. Uh, we lost uh, Aussie chef uh, Jock Zonfrillo. Um, we lost Lisa Marie Presley, Michael Gambon from the Harry Potter movies. Um, it, it, famous model uh, Raquel Welch. We lost Burt Bacharach, uh, Cal Wilson. Aussie, yeah, uh, Aussie that was New Zealand such a shock, that one. comedian. Yeah. Um, Alan Arkin, uh, famous actor. We lost Indigenous leader, Mr. Unipingu. Uh, uh, Silvio Berlusconi, former Italian PM. Yeah. Uh, Rolf Harris and George Pell. Don't know if anybody will miss them. Um, but we will definitely Interesting miss... Interesting that they both went out in the same year. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we, we will miss Father Bob Maguire. Father Bob. I know, I loved um, Father He was a big, a big friend of the show. We had him on a yeah. number of times. And just such, like in an organisation that in like the Catholic Church where anyone who's different is usually shot down he was just able to rise above it yeah absolutely he was an absolute legend we miss your father bob um renee gaya at the start of this oh, year yeah. you might, might have forgotten that yeah. one um and most recently in december andre brora from uh, brooklyn 99 mm. captain holt um which shocked a lot of people he died at just 61 after a short battle with illness so yeah, so many big, big names. names when big you put names, them all right? together like that. I know, and unfortunately, all of these huge names, iconic faces in the entertainment industry and sports world, um, they a lot of them are getting to that age now. So I think over the next few years, we will see some of the greats um, uh, sign off for the last time. It's sad, but uh, it's also an opportunity to remember their wonderful, wonderful lives and contribution mm. uh, to pop culture. And that's certainly what we will do. Whether it's watching an episode of Friends or listening to Nutbush City and celebrating Tina Turner. Many, many ways mm. uh, to celebrate all of these wonderful people that we lost in 2023. Now, one of the most embarrassing news stories for the state government this year was the dramas around the Aboriginal Cultural Heritage legislation. Oh, yeah. So that came into effect in July this year. So this was designed to prevent another Duke and Gorge disaster, right? Uh, and so the intentions behind the legislation was good. Mm. Uh, it was it was drafted uh, in 2021 and, the thing and was, finally it was came into effect. the Gorge disaster yeah. that they started yeah, that's right. on this. That's wasn't right. It? Yeah. Uh, but then there were all of these amendments um, yeah. before it 
it eventually came into effect. And as a result, they ended up with this legislation that industry leaders, farmers and community members um, found so confusing and complicated. And there were stories about, you know, there was tree planting along the Swan River that was scrapped at the 11th hour because they weren't sure if it breached the yes. new, uh, cultural heritage legislation. They couldn't a, farmers couldn't put a fence in yeah, or dig. Yeah. Or, yeah. And, and look, there was, there was probably a little bit of misinformation coming out as well. Uh, the government tried their best to say, look, these, the, the, some of these issues are not are not really a problem. You just have to work mm. th- work through the issues. But uh, under the new legislation, um, landowners were required to check if cultural heritage sites were present on the land before undertaking anything. Um, and, and it also raised concerns among um, Indigenous groups as well because they weren't sure they had the resources to be able to conduct all of these surveys and put mm. a lot of pressure on some Aboriginal organisations to do that as well. Remember when the price list came out about like yeah. how much it would cost for someone to do an assessment yeah. or come so, out and there? It was, yeah. so we were talking daily news. Yeah. Uh, this cultural heritage laws uh, were were causing controversy, and after five weeks of that, yeah. uh, Premier Roger Cook eventually bowed to the criticism and announced that he was going to rewrite the laws. So in August, uh, after introducing them in July, those laws were scrapped uh, after five weeks. Pretty yeah. embarrassing, but I and think I think it's made the government nervous since. Yeah. Oh, big I time. think they've been very tentative about doing anything uh, that could be controversial. Well, that's the thing, right? Like once once you release something and then you back down, you set a precedent that I think is pretty yeah. dangerous. It's, it's uh, really dangerous because the government is meant to lead, yeah. whereas now the government's going, oh, we yeah. don't like the reaction. Yeah, exactly. Even though most people agreed that it was the right thing to do, yeah, like yeah. when the legislation wasn't working, they could have kept persisting and it caused just a complete disaster. Uh, instead, they... You know, they took their medicine, mm. um, scrapped the laws, and brought in a revised version of the original 1972 Cultural Heritage Act, um, with some protections to prevent your Duke and Gorges from happening in the future. Uh, the right decision in the end, but certainly a black eye for the Cook mm. government. Very, very early on in his tenure. Yeah. Now, one of the biggest stories in the last few months of the year has been the High Court's decision to release detainees uh, from immigration detention. Um, by surprise, took everybody by surprise, including the Albanese government. It's been a huge shock to his government. The decision by the High Court centred on the case of one man uh, who had been in immigration detention after serving a sentence for child sex offences and he couldn't be deported. He also couldn't be released into the community. And so basically you had this situation where these non-citizens were being held indefinitely, which the High Court deemed uh, illegal, and they released 149 of them, uh, some of whom were criminals, some of whom were violent criminals uh, with sex offences and violent crimes to their names, uh, they were just dumped out on the street unceremoniously. Mm. Here you go. You've been locked up for years. Now here's a, a cheap hotel on the outskirts of Perth mm. and other cities around Australia. Uh, just, uh, you know, good luck to you. Yeah. Uh, and it was terrifying to many Australians. It was embarrassing for the Albanese government and they've been trying to clean it up ever since. Yeah. And some allegedly went on to commit more offences. Yeah. Well, well, they rushed through legislation that was based on... Um, anti-terror laws mm. to put some of these people back behind bars. They didn't have to worry. Some of them put themselves back behind bars yeah, yeah. by committing more crimes. Um, pretty badly handled. Obviously, uh, Albo doesn't have control of the High Court. No, this is this is the thing. The the opposition really went to town on oh, the yeah. government, didn't yeah. they? Got but huge the thing mileage. is, it was a High Court decision. You can't really make the argument. Well, they should have had you know, you know, all of these laws in place beforehand. When you don't know what the high court decision and reasons are, yeah, you know, 
Yep, absolutely. Uh, and no doubt we'll be keeping on talking about it in 2024 as they try and close all those loopholes uh, and uh, deal with uh, an ongoing migration issue that the government has struggled with so far. So the last time Britain held a coronation was on a rainy spring day in 1953. Then Prince Charles was just four years old. Yeah. Well, it was another rainy spring day in May this year, 70 years later, when that little prince was crowned a king. You remember that? The coronation yeah. of King Charles this year? God save the king! God save the king! It just didn't have great excitement around it, no. did it? No. Well, the, the main excitement leading up to it was whether or not uh, Prince Harry was going to be there, yeah. wh whether he was allowed to wear his military regalia. That's Remember right. that? Um, and then in the end, he did rock up after all of that fighting that had been going on mm. between him and the royal family. Um, Meghan and the two kids did not show up. They chose to remain in the United States. Um, and then when Prince Harry did walk into Westminster Abbey for the ceremony, um, it was with his cousins, Princess. Beatrice and Princess Eugenie. It wasn't with kind of the, the main key royals yeah. right at the front of the queue. Um, and he also wasn't wearing his military uniform, but Prince Andrew, disgraced member yes. of the royal family, was. And I think that probably put a lot of people's noses out of joint. Yeah. I, don't, I just don't think, even, you know, even though you're having a bit of a war of words with Harry, you know, nothing compared to Prince Andrew and the optics yeah. around him. And um, I mean, in every family from time to time has fallouts. It's just for them, it's so public. Yeah, and I think, you know, the only thing for me that took a bit of the shine off the coronation in terms of um, the pomp and ceremony mm -hmm. was we'd only kind of just had the huge uh, pomp and ceremony around the funeral of um, Queen Elizabeth yeah. II. Uh, and so it's kind of like, oh, we're doing this again. More pomp. More pomp, too much pomp. Um, even though it was a bit of a stripped down version of a coronation, I I would hate to see what the full-on yeah, version no. was. Um, but Matilda's star, Sam Kerr, was the flag bearer for the Australian rep uh, representation. Right. Um, Anthony Albanese was there as well. Um, Governor-General of Australia, David Hurley, was there. Um, so, look, it was a big moment for Royal Watchers. Um, and now, I guess we all just continue on. Yeah, the monarchy just doesn't seem to have the same excitement no. with Charles at the top. You know, it might change with William. Now, before this year, I have to admit, I'd never heard of Liam Gaffer. Oh. In the, in the foothills of of South you heard Gippsland, of mushrooms? yeah. Well, I have now, uh, and so it's about 135 kilometres southeast of Melbourne. Yeah. Um, and at the 2021 census, Leon Gather had a population of just uh, under 6,000 people. Yeah. So a small town, town, a small town, but it made international news Ooh. in 2023 over a beef Wellington dish that was cooked allegedly by Erin Patterson. What I can tell you is that I just can't fathom what has happened. I just can't fathom what has happened. That Ian and Heather have lost their lives and Gail has lost her life and Donna's still in hospital and I pray, I pray that he pulls through because my children love him. On July 29, it was served at lunch for her former in-laws, Don and Gail Patterson, Gail's sister Heather Wilkinson and her husband Ian at her home. Um, Patterson claims that her two kids went to the movies at the time of the lunch, um, but she has been accused of putting poisonous death cap mushrooms in this beef wellington. And as a result of that meal, uh, police allege that the four guests were admitted to hospital um, with suspected gastro. Um, Patterson herself also went 
went to the hospital with stomach pains. Um, but five days after the lunch, Gail Patterson and Heather Wilkinson died in hospital. Uh, the Victorian police launched an investigation. Um, a day later, Don Patterson also died in hospital. And then after this story had made international news, people talking about it, um, on November 2, Erin Patterson was charged with three counts of murder and five counts of attempted murder. Um, and they, the police will allege that she uh, tried to murder her ex-husband, Simon Patterson, um, in 2021 and 2023 on the day of the lunch. Um, and she appeared in Latrobe Valley Magistrates Court on the 3rd of November, which, of course, Australia was watching. And she's been remanded in custody to face uh, court again on May 3, 2024. But wasn't that a story that just, oh. just fascinated the world? Gripping story and just every twist and turn, every interview, every little detail. 2023, not a good year for mushrooms. No, um, well, you know, that was it, then right? start, Look, I don't, I don't like mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Anyway, you're, so a, you're a mushroom I'm not, I'm not a, critic. Yeah, yeah. So it, it didn't affect me. But lots of people obviously were then going, oh, I don't know if I should buy the mushrooms Ooh, anymore. That's right. Mushroom farmers had to come out yeah. and say, look, you know, this death cap mushrooms, that's not the sort that we sell in the Woolies. Yeah. So don't stop, don't exactly. stop buying your button mushrooms. Yeah, keep yeah. putting them Please in your stroganoffs. Get your anokis, all that. Yeah. The, the thing is, and, and not to speak to, you know, her guilt or innocence, but just the prospect that there could be sort of like a poisoning like this. It's mm. almost medieval, isn't yeah. it? You know? Yeah, bizarre. Which I think is why it made such uh, big news around the world. Uh, it's very rare that we see a story like this and no doubt it will dominate the news cycle when she's mm. back in court in May next year. You've been listening to The West Live with Ben O'Shea. If the story behind the story matters to you, then you can count on thewest.com.au to deliver.